1: NY or text Hope NY in New York.
2: Happy holidays! This is the BWI Daily Edition. This is not a Black Friday deal because this sucker's free for you Monday through Friday. So we're giving it to you as always, 100 free. And if you want to get in inside of recruiting information, you've got two shows to do it during the football season on Tuesdays with our recruiting show, and then right before to preview every game. We've got Ryan Snyder through high school football season, through the college football season for home games, and of course, giving you his best bets coming up. We got all that on the way on the BWI Daily Edition. Happy holidays, Ryan. How are you doing today? How was your Thanksgiving?
3: Good. Um,. My three-year-old's birthday was yesterday, so it was uh, half Thanksgiving, half birthday party. Uh, it was good. We bought him a tractor, and he helped me He helped me do the leaves yesterday before all the, all the guests got here. It was actually pretty cool. I don't have a wheelbarrow at my new house, but we got this little tractor for him, so I pile him in there, and he dries <laughs> them down, dumps it, dries back up, gets the leaves. So I got some good videos out of that, so we had a good day. How was yours?
2: Awesome. It was great. I We hosted our first Thanksgiving at the new house, which was super exciting. I love to cook, so I got up at 7 and started cooking. So the nice thing is, like, when you do the cooking, at least this is how it's worked out in my house, is you don't... I don't have to do the cleanup. So afterwards, yeah. I got to just sit on the couch and go comatose. That, that part Ex- was great.
3: Exact opposite in my house. I can't cook to save my life, and... Uh, you know, not not that I'm a great cleaner or anything like that, but we, we got it done yesterday. It's a, it was, man, cleaning up after 20 people. My God, that, that took me like an hour and a half. So Yeah, I yeah, bet. But it was good.
2: Uh, one of the things we're thankful for here in the car household is a dishwasher, which is also new. That's a <laughs> lifesaver. That has been, that's been great so far during the holidays. Uh, if you're watching this video here on a Friday, you're probably a subscriber. You're probably somebody who watches the show regularly. So thank you. You know, Thanksgiving, being grateful for things. We've already gotten a a ton of great um, messages on the YouTube comments. If I haven't gotten to you, I apologize. But we are so thankful for you, the people that have made this show so great and have made the BWI Daily Edition the largest Penn State football show uh, anywhere. So we want to keep that going. Uh, Tell your friends about it. If you're at holiday parties, you can take my information, you can take Ryan's information and pass it off as your own. The only thing we ask is then you go, hey, you know, I have this show. You should watch it. It's on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So during the holidays, spread cheer and also the daily. That will go a long way to helping us out through the holiday season. Ryan, game coming up this weekend. Last one of the year. Mega mm-hmm. recruiting push, right? There's going to be tons of five stars watching Penn State play Michigan State. Is that, is that nah. how I, do I have it right?
3: No, all the five stars are going to be over in Columbus if I'm being honest with you. Uh, man, that that's a stacked visitor list uh, you know, which you, you see every year for Michigan and Ohio State. But now the, the the vast majority of the top talent is headed to Columbus. So that no surprise, that, that happens every year. But there are some some quality players coming. Uh, I think Sean and I have been kind of teasing this on the Tuesday show for the last couple of weeks. It the 2023 list is going to be very heavy with potential walk-ons that's the case every year uh, usually you get a few more uh, 2024 guys uh, for that very last game, just seasons are over. Um, you know, it's guys up in the in, in the north uh, or northeast, for example, in New England area, uh, they they usually can't make it down to one of those last games. That's why we'll see Andrew Rappole. Yeah, uh, we're keeping an eye on Liam Andrews this weekend. He hasn't quite confirmed if he's going to be here or not, but he's one of the the top twenty twenty four offensive linemen that uh, we're still trying to confirm as of Friday morning. But uh, there will be some quality guys here. Uh, T Frank, anything you want to hit on, or you want me to just roll through some guys?
2: Um. There's something I was just going to ask, it until they escape my mind, so roll through some of the guys. <laughs> sounds good.
3: We're all we're all a little hungover after Thanksgiving. I get it, but <laughs> uh, so. So for top twenty twenty four guys, there's about three or four uh, potential scholarship guys. Like I said, Liam Andrews, we're keeping an eye on. Uh, we do know Kevin Haywood will be here, though. He's one of uh, Penn State's top offensive line prospects, just like Liam Andrews, of course. Uh, four star prospect, top two hundred guy by on three out of Archbishop Wood uh, in Warminster, uh, 6'7", 280. I think most of you should be familiar with Kevin Haywood by now. Uh, we do. Sean and I both do have RPM picks in for him to end up at Penn State. Uh, Don't quite see it happening this weekend. I I do believe uh, Michigan uh, is is a school that, uh, you know, giving them something to think about there. I still... feel like he should end up staying in state but uh, he's had some good recent visits and I, I still think he's going to take his time so uh, good to get him back on campus though for Penn State. Uh, Cam, Cam Lindsey of course from Aliquippa another guy that I think if you've been, been following this podcast following our work you should be familiar with him by now six foot 195 three-star player as I said out of Aliquippa. Uh, Cam I think has been up for three games already this year and this will be his fourth so another consistent visitor a guy that uh, the, the linebacker boards incredibly deep uh, but if he if he's someone that i think wants to maybe make a move here in the next couple of months uh, they, they would definitely take him I, I don't know if he would last forever. Uh, you know, if if it would work just because of all the other talent out there. So just somebody to keep an eye on there with Cam Lindsey. I think this is his eighth visit to Penn State overall or ninth, something like that. So he's been on campus a lot. And then Eric Lee, uh, safety out of IMG Academy, originally from Camden, New Jersey. Uh, Eric made the late decision this summer to, to go down to IMG. Uh, I don't. I don't know if he, he was playing regularly at IMG. I just haven't been able to find many stats or much information on on Eric. Uh, so I need to kind of learn a little bit more about that. But uh, unranked right now. But he's he's been pretty high on Penn State's board for a while. At least a guy that they're they're certainly monitoring. I don't want to. I'm not exactly sure if he would be a, a take that at this moment or not. But six foot one eighty five. As I said, out of Camden, he's got a handful of quality offers: Old Miss, Louisville, um, Pitt, I believe, Boston College, or a couple others. So I would say those are the three main. 2024 guys that that we're absolutely watching there is one other guy for 2024 i need to mention jalen watson is a is a good looking wide receiver out of river Range uh river lounge i believe it is uh in detroit Uh, 510, 160, we have him at. He doesn't have a Penn State offer at the moment. West Virginia, Louisville, Maryland, Minnesota are are a handful of those schools. So, uh, Jalen, I believe, canceled the staff this summer. I know he was on campus at some point. I think it was a camp this summer, uh, and he's coming back to campus this weekend. So, uh, 4-5 quality 2024 guys. I I honestly thought it would be a little bit deeper, uh, looking, you know, if you would ask me this 10 days ago, Uh, but, you know, Michigan State doesn't have. That juice to them right now to to really get guys on campus. Penn State should be able to win this one. We'll we'll talk about that. That was my question,
2: actually. Mm -hmm. Um, The timing of the rivalry games, and this is rivalry. We're going to get into that in best bets. Um, Does that hurt Penn State at all? Does that matter the timing of their big games coming typically in October or (laughs) early November? And then the series with Michigan State has been competitive, but I don't think anyone would call it like a premium rivalry game in college football plus the whole cycle through Maryland and Rutgers and, and that mess that they've made at the end of the schedule for the East, mm-hmm. I guess does any of that matter in recruiting that you don't end on a high note or does it just matter that you got them for the whiteout at some point?
3: Well, I, in my eyes, it just matters from the perspective of Michigan and Ohio state's always the same weekend. And that game is always going to, when you're talking about getting kids on campus, showcasing things, uh, I, you know, 70% of their top targets are gonna, they're going to. They're going to Columbus this weekend. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, I think it matters. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'd say that the Michigan State Penn State kind of being a, a fake rivalry. I don't. I don't really see that uh, having a big impact on it. I just. I just think when you're always on the same day as the biggest game maybe in college football, arguably. Yeah. You know, there's some others I think stand out uh, when, when that's always the case, and especially when the game is in Columbus, right, where uh, guys from Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or even you know down in Baltimore, when they yeah. can get – it's a lot easier to get to Columbus than it is to Ann Arbor, for example. Uh, it's, it, it just is a disadvantage, and, and Penn State knows that. It, it's just yeah. like when Penn State has their whiteout game, it's a disadvantage for everybody else in the area. So uh, whether you're into Ohio State or not, if you get an opportunity – or whether you have an offer from Ohio State or not, you get an opportunity to go to that game, you're going. I mean, there's I mean, I thought right. there were probably five or six guys this week that I don't think they're really top targets for Ohio State, but they're they're gonna make that trip because they can.
2: I guess it's just the end most high school football seasons are over, so you have the opportunity to get some of these guys there more easily. You know, you always talk mm-hmm. about travel on a noon game. If you don't have a game the night before, it's a little bit easier and then the game doesn't necessarily have consequences. Like, Penn State has to win this game, but Mm -hmm. it is not like the other game where Penn State has played and either won or lost against those two teams before the final game, which usually decides the Big Ten East. So I guess it's just kind of that that final note of this is important, it's advantageous to get players on campus, aside from the size and magnitude of the individual game. Is is any of that a factor?
3: I don't think so. I mean, look, if if Michigan State's eight and four, you know, and both these teams are fighting for New Year's Day Bowls or potential New Year's Six Bowls, something like that. Yeah, I think you you see a better list. But but again, I I don't for the most part, I I don't think that's a big factor. No.
2: Okay. Any other uh, names or any other facets about this game that you're Uh, you're looking at? Yeah, there's some
3: good underclassmen. John Forster, uh, expected to be back. Uh, good-looking running back. T. Frank, you saw him during camp yep. uh, this year. Good-looking running back uh, from Penn State. Uh, shares time with seen Willis, who's a good 2024 running back. Uh, both are at St. Joseph's Regional. Uh, so he doesn't have crazy stats. I think he had like 850 or so all-purpose yards this year. Nothing nothing too crazy. But, uh, you know, good year um, for, for for John. And I think he's going to be a guy we talk about uh, moving forward. Makai Rosengal, I believe it is. I don't. Makai, apologize if I mispronounced your name. He's his teammate, uh, wide receiver, six foot one seventy, out of St. Joseph Regional. As I said, doesn't hold a Penn State offer yet. Has a few quality schools: Syracuse, Boston College, for example. Uh, Ethan Calloway, I talked about on the Tuesday podcast, coming up from North Carolina. Actually, uh, Ethan's a twenty twenty four prospect. I apologize; I should have mentioned him earlier. Uh, he does have LSU offer, Florida, uh, NC State, Virginia Tech, some some quality schools there. But uh, you know, for the most part, um, you know, four, five, six potential scholarship guys in 2024 a couple of 2025 guys coming up through the ranks that um, I think We'll probably get a scholarship down the road. And then there's also Bear McWhorter, I believe it is, uh, out, out of Georgia. He camped with the staff earlier this year, 644, 275, a 2026 prospect, excuse me, uh, who does hold a Penn State offer. Tennessee, Old Miss, Virginia Tech, Louisville, uh, are a few others. Um, I don't believe Georgia's offered him yet, but they're, they're keeping an eye on him. But uh, Bear's a good-looking upcoming prospect, but again, he's a freshman. Somebody we'll talk about a lot more down the road.
2: So apparently he bears watching. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, So the last thing is uh, that we're going to get to in recruiting is it's finally here. The thing that we have been throwing up the warning signs and the air raid sirens about. December 2022, Mm -hmm. the transfer portal and NIL meet at the end of the season. So, there's a lot of stuff coming, which again, as I said before, if you're watching the video, like the video, help us spread this information. But also, if you've been watching this show, you've heard this a lot before, and you're going to need to watch the show to keep up with everything that's happening. The portal is already heating up. Uh, what are you looking for in December from a recruiting standpoint, and then from all the other stuff? You know, mm-hmm. what, what are some things that fans should watch out for that you see on the horizon? Do you have any more specifics on that, that you can see as we've gotten closer?
3: Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would just say the next 25 days are are why you subscribe to sites like this. Not even trying to be overly dramatic. I mean, obviously, we'd love for you guys to subscribe, but these are the times that those subscriptions are um, worth it, (laughs) really worth it, if if that makes sense. Just because it's gonna be be nonstop news, really. I mean, the the guys are gonna start getting out of the portal here in the coming days, I, I would expect. Um, probably not set Sunday or maybe even Sunday or Monday. We'll, we'll start hearing some names. But, uh, you know, Penn State's definitely going to have some outgoings. They're going to obviously be searching for guys. They already are. Sean wrote about that this past week. Uh, a couple of FCS guys to keep an eye on uh, at wide receiver. But uh, for the most part, I think the big, the big thing fans need to know is that December 9th to the 11th, that's going to be Penn State's key recruiting weekend. I expect if you – Well, the majority of the committee guys have already used their official visits. The guys in the region, they will certainly come back for unofficials. I think we'll be looking at four six maybe even up to seven official visits that weekend i know Joseph some is expected to be one quintwell travis the junior college uh defensive lineman um out of iowa western i I expect him to probably be there Keyshawn blackstock we're keeping an eye on for that weekend as well uh who am i missing i think chris johnson's going to be somebody we're going to have an eye on that weekend Uh, a few others as well that uh you know we'll we'll talk about a little bit more in a future date but Uh, That's the weekend where Penn State wants to get everybody on campus, the committed guys, non-committed guys. Um, Not that you won't see visitors that first weekend in December or even that that, uh, last weekend before uh, the signing period opens, which of course is is, uh, December 21st. But uh, that that middle weekend in December is when they hope to do their best to get as many guys on campus and, and hopefully get some commitments out of that.
2: So that leads me perfectly to the next question: Is if it is a commitment, but also if it's a just getting a specific guy on campus, what constitutes a win out of that final recruiting weekend push?
3: Oh, you finish your class. I mean, that, I mean that's what they want to do. Uh, you know, they they're down to 19 now. They I think they have four or five spots probably to to give. Uh, do i think they'll have all the spots filled by then probably not but that's the goal you know you you want to sign you want to max everybody out and and have everybody signed by by December 21st excuse me I say max everybody out max out your scholarships what I meant by that uh so if they if they could have 23 24 commits by by December 21 that would be excellent usually we see them carry a scholarship or two over just because uh you know there is that second uh that there's January always a bigger period. you want a chance Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's likely, but they they definitely want to get three, four more commitments, get this up to 22, 20, 23 is what I've been saying for the longest time. But I I do think with so much movement we're about to see, I could see it, you know, they're just being a a too good of a prospect to pass up kind of situation. So I could see 24 happening. But uh, the goal is to certainly get 22 or so guys signed on December 21st and then see where we're at here before the actual normal signing day, which, of course, takes place in early February.
2: It's going to be a very wild and interesting and entertaining ride. And again, like, mm-hmm. like Ryan said, this is why you want to sign up for Blue White Illustrated. 10 bucks for uh, access to premium content and information all the way until next football season. So the recruiting cycle and spring football, all that included in there. It's a great deal. You should definitely sign up for it. You should also be listening to what Ryan has to say, but how you might spend a little bit of your uh, extra money this weekend from all your Black Friday savings.
3: I think this is going to be one of the best seasons Toledo's ever had. Uh, we'll do the official play. will be minus seven and a half first half. generator means sometimes watches a little Hawaii, you know. Uh, Stanford, I'll, I'll, I'll lay 12 with Stanford. Vanderbilt stinks. I had them last week against Notre Dame. That was a winner.
2: There he is the man of the hour, Ryan Snyder. Give me your record, by the way. We did not talk about this before the show. Where are we now yep. this season? Another
3: two and two. I'm bummed. You know, we, we have that five and zero. Oh. I thought we were gonna go on a run, and then we've had back-to-back two and two weekends. So we are two-and-two two last week. We are twenty-six, twenty-two and one on the season, and then all time we are sixty-seven and fifty-one. So Good winning records on on both the you know the all time and on the season, but I, I definitely was hoping to be you know a little closer to thirty and twenty something like that uh, on the year, but uh, we have it we we won more than we lost, and uh, I'll take that.
2: I was gonna say that's, that that's a net positive, so let's take a look. You got an extra game in the slate this week, I think. So let's take a look at what we have.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I got a ton, too, if you throw in the Friday games. There's actually a ton of games I like today. I'll hit hit on that in a second. But our, our main games this week, we got Kansas, Kansas State, Michigan, Ohio State, Coastal Carolina, JMU, Florida, Florida State, Washington, Washington State, and then, of course, Michigan State, Penn State. Um, I, I'm gonna start off real quick. Just I want to mention if if you're listening to us, uh, usually T Frank, you put out the audio before the before the yeah. YouTube. So if yeah. you are listening, if you do listen to the audio here on Friday, uh, Tulane, you're gonna probably not gonna be here this by the time Tulane starts. I do like Tulane over Cincinnati. You may listen to this before Missouri starts against Arkansas. Really like Missouri getting four. I mean that would be probably. That would absolutely have been one of my plays if it was uh, on Saturday. So if you hear this before, I would absolutely go try and grab that four against Arkansas. I just think Arkansas played two back-to-back massive games for them. I just don't know how motivated they're going to be. Missouri's still trying to get into a bowl game. I really like Missouri in this spot. And then... um, well, I actually added Florida-Florida State in the end, so we'll get into that. Florida-Florida State was is a Friday game. So I'll actually – I'll start with Florida-Florida State just because it is a Friday okay. game. I should have threw it at the top of the list there. But, uh, I mean, just a couple things that stand out in this one. First off, Florida has won three straight in this series, right? Florida State – Proud program. This is their year to get a win. And I don't don't think just get a win, but I I think they should dominate this. Uh, A couple reasons why. One, Florida State coming off of four straight wins. Yes, it's against ACC opponents, not the SEC like Florida's been playing. Uh, But they've just looked really good over this last stretch. Kind of like Penn State in some ways. Uh, Although – I. I mean, they, they played a little bit of lesser opponents, but it's, it's kind of similar to Penn State. I think they have just have really kind of progressed really well in recent weeks. Trey Vincent, their running back, I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. And this is what I really think um, is massive for this game. Uh, Florida State. Is top 25 in the country for explosive plays, and Florida is, is bottom 90. Uh, they're they're outside the top 90, excuse me, in allowing explosive plays. I, I really think that's going to favor Florida State well, uh, especially in those explosive plays. Florida's weakness has all year has been allowing big runs, and and I think this really sets up well, as I said, for Trey Vincent. Another th- key stat here too. Uh, Florida is 127th in the nation in third down defense. Florida. Third down offense six. There's a massive discrepancy there. Uh, when Florida needs to get or Florida State needs to get some plays uh, on third down, I expect them to do so. Uh, the spread is nine and a half. It's it's and actually it's it's jumping to ten in a lot of places. You can still get it at nine and a half uh, as of late um, Friday morning so if if you find it absolutely obviously nine and a half way different than 10 in in this game so try and grab that nine and a half but uh, I'll I'll take the Seminoles here just like I said three straight you you losing years here a lot of little uh, statistical things uh, that that line up well for them I think they run it up tonight
2: Kansas at Kansas State we're once again on the Kansas bandwagon they're getting plus right at Kansas State uh, not that we're on the bandwagon. Where are we going we're, with this game? Let's we're faded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're
3: faded. So this is, I don't know if you remember this. I, this was two, I think two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago when Kansas was playing Oklahoma State. T Frank, I played Kansas that weekend. I said, this is the weekend they have to win because they, they have three difficult games to end the season. If they don't win that Oklahoma State game, they're not going to get bowl eligible. Well, since beating Oklahoma State. They've lost their their last two games by a combined score of ninety eight to forty two yeah. against Texas and Texas Tech. I mean, I think they, they're. I just think that they they are happy they got their bowl eligibility. Lance Leipold got his contract extension, and now, by the way, uh, they they go against Kansas State. Yes, it's a rivalry game, but Kansas State has a lot to play for in this one. Uh, they, they if they win this game, they get into the Big Twelve Championship. And then if you just look at Kansas State, man, their last three wins have they've been they've been putting it up man 31 to 3 against Baylor 48 31 against West Virginia and if you go back to that Oklahoma state win that that uh Kansas state had against Oklahoma state 48 to nothing at the end of October so when they're getting wins, uh, they're they're you know they're putting up some serious points. I, like I said, I just think Kansas is happy to get into a bowl game. I don't see what kind of motivation they have here. The spread is eleven, another big spread. Normally, yeah. I would be on the opposite side of these, but when I when I really look up and down the board, it's just I, there's a lot of underdogs that I'm just scared to take uh, this week. So um, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't, but I'll I'll lay the eleven uh, with Kansas State in this one.
2: So I guess that means when we go to the game that you're a little hesitant here. Uh, what are you looking at? Uh, Michigan getting seven versus Ohio state at home. So, so,
3: yeah. Um, so I'll say this. So if you would ask me this at any point over the last month, I'd have been on Michigan, but I'm on Ohio state now and no Blake Corum, no Donovan Edwards. That's what it looks like. At least for uh, as of Friday morning, uh, I mean, this is that's what Michigan State, or that's just Michigan State. <laughs> that's, that's their Michigan, entire offense. Uh, yeah, well, that's what Michigan. That is their entire offense. But also, like, this is why Ohio State added Jim Knowles. Ohio State could not stop the run last year. It was a massive issue. Jim Knowles. I mean, obviously, he's a great. Um, you know. Uh, Pass defender too. You know, don't get me wrong. He has he's a yeah. great uh, defensive coordinator overall. But I mean, this is this is why they went out to get this guy. His four two five. You know, Ronnie Hickman as a safety has been playing really strong against the run all year. You know, you, you take Donovan Edwards out, you take Blake Corum out. I just don't, I just don't trust JJ McCarthy. So I would say this: out of all the plays I have, this is the one I'm least confident in. Um, and obviously you know if Blake Corrum or Donovan Edwards are are warming up and they're gonna give it a go tomorrow it certainly changes my my opinion on some things but with those two out is, is do you trust JJ M- McCarthy no you know no I mean he's he would have to put up 30 points I feel like and I, I just don't I don't really see that happening so uh, I'll lay the seven with Ohio State and I think they can win this by 10, 13, something like that and uh Yeah, well, just keep an eye on those running backs, though. That's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, that is their offense. Ronnie Bell and uh, 14, the slot receiver. His name is escaping me at the second. Uh, Mm -hmm. Good players, but they don't design offense through the receivers. They design offense of when you stop paying attention to the receivers. And if you don't have that to worry about you have a, uh, a significantly different situation. Tommy Eichenberg, I was pulling this up, 78 tackles this year for Ohio State to lead the Big Ten, according to PFF. Uh, and on top of that, 61 of those are stops, meaning the defense won that play. Mm-hmm. So they got two yards, three yards, whatever it is. Uh, that 61 stops, the next closest is 47 so he is oh, wow. far and away the best linebacker in the Big Ten in terms of productivity, according to PFF. And you're right. That is why they brought in Jim Knowles is to have uh, some accountability in the run game. And if you can stop mm-hmm. the run game, there is very... I mean, did you watch the end of that Illinois game? <laughs> the, A little bit of Michigan. The, yeah, so my... yeah. God, I was just 18 for Michigan. Ran to the end zone twice, open, to win the game. No field goals, no drama, get the touchdown and uh and and McCarthy missed him twice. And it's not oh, okay. like it's not like, um, you know, oh, that's just one throw. Like there were multiple opportunities in that game for him to throw the football down the field, but it, you know, inconsistency I think when in terms of the full length of the season and not just what, what Penn State fans viewed, inconsistency has been the part of his game that has been really the dominant thing for me and you know playing really good in certain games and bad in others you are rolling you're running that roller coaster and in this game there's no margin for error as we talk about with Penn State and these teams is they're they're very close. so I don't I don't blame you I'm on Ohio State as well especially with the running back situation. Coastal Carolina, James Madison, people are not here for my analysis. They're here for your analysis. So what do we got for Coastal Carolina and James Madison?
3: Just just a situation where Coastal Carolina has zero to play for, and James Madison's a damn good team. James Madison, of course, is their first year in FBS. They, they, Any other year, they would be winning the conference championship. They can't go. To the conference championship they can't even win their division which is it's it's such a silly rule i don't i don't understand it if you're yeah if you're going from fcs to fbs uh why you can't participate in that i don't i don't get it but but lost a couple things here one that this would be the conference championship basically uh if it was uh next week if, if they could uh coastal carolina is already into the conference championship i believe they're gonna end up probably probably playing troy uh coastal carolina lost grayson mccall OK, so they're already playing with their backup quarterback mm-hmm. and they have nothing to play for. If you like, why are you even I mean, I'm not saying don't start your starters, but like you have no reason to fight in this game. And JMU has every reason to just run up the score and make this silly rule looks even more silly than it is. Right. I mean, I, I so 14 is a lot, but I just don't. I mean, since since they have lost Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina has been a different team. They have struggled, you know, defensively. They have struggled. Uh, I think JMU can win this by twenty eight. I mean, I think that I think that there is all the reason in the world to to just play your backups and and you know not not put a lot of uh, focus into this game if you're Coastal Carolina. It's not going to impact your bowl. It's not going to impact. Uh, you know your conference championship because you know the Sun Belt they only have a couple bowls they can go to anyway. You know, so as long right. as they just win next week, they're going to go to the best bowl they can. They, they, there's nothing on the line for Coastal Carolina in this game. And then again, JMU is a really good team. Uh, Todd Centino, I believe it is, is their quarterback. Like. He's somebody that I know fans probably don't really know a lot of, but he he's a really good player. Threw for twenty four hundred yards, ran for another four hundred this year. I think his touchdown to interceptions something like 20, 25 to five or something like that, twenty five to six. Like he's a quality player. Um, and then Coastal Carolina, I mean, they they just been terrible, terrible against the pass this year. I think JMU could be up twenty one nothing at the end of the first quarter in this one. Out of all the games, this one I like the most. And that's why I had to add a Sunbelt game in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, we only have a few minutes left here on the BWI yep. Daily Edition. Washington, Washington State, and of course, Michigan State, Penn State. So let's go through this one quickly, and then it's going yep. to recap and get to our game of the week.
3: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I think this stacks up really well for Washington State. Uh, I can go into a bunch of different stats, but here's what you need to know Washington, like, you look at their stats offensively, they look good, but they have played absolutely no one. Michigan State is a bottom, is like 90th in defense. Uh, Kent State here they also played uh, bottom 100 uh, Colorado Stanford both uh, bottom 100 Arizona right. State Arizona Arizona State's like 125 Arizona's like you know 105 or something like that like all these defenses they have played are trash absolute trash Washington State nine and one against the spread at home this year this is a rivalry game I just uh, take uh, take the Cougs in this one man I, I think Washington is kind of a, a fake team this year
2: all right, so let's get through our review here and get to our game of the week. Run yeah. down your picks again.
3: Yeah, just give me Florida State. Uh, lost three straight in this series. They have a lot to play for. Uh, I'll 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 take Florida State by ten in this one. Uh, Kansas State. Uh, Kansas has nothing to play for. Kansas State has to get in the Big Twelve Championship. I, I expect them to uh, to roll easily tomorrow. Ohio State, minus 7. I think I like it, but if, if there's one to stay away from, it's that one. JMU, if there's one to play, it's JMU, especially if you can get them at 13.5. It is going to 14 now, so that might be tough to do. Coastal Carolina has nothing to play for. And then Washington State, I just think this is a great matchup for them, uh, and they've played really well at home. Again, 9-1 and one against the spread at home over the last 10 games. How can you not take that?
2: All right, so let's get to your favorite game of the week to pick, no matter what the slate is. You <laughs> love these Penn State games. Uh, so Michigan State plus eighteen versus the Nittany Lions at home. Of course, it's our largest spread of the week. What, what are you right. looking at here, or do you want to give the uh, do you want to give your pick after we have a, t- a chat about it?
3: it don't, I mean, look, Michigan State. What does Michigan State have to play for? Like this is what I look at. Does Michigan State, after everything, all the BS they've been through since that Michigan game, like yeah. do they really want to fight to go to the Pinstripe Bowl? Do they really want to put up a fight to go to the Penn State Bowl? I don't see it. There's my analysis. Penn State, uh, hey, and I've won back-to-back Penn State games now. Hey, we, we win this. Uh, we'll almost be back to 500 on the year. So I think it'll be four and five if, if we win this one, something like that. So maybe three and five, actually. But uh, either way, I mean, Penn State should win this by 21. Uh, I I, th- yeah. I think my prediction was like 35-17-ish, which, of course, is like right on the number. But, T uh, Frank, go ahead. You, you You've watched more film than I have on this.
2: Uh, it, it the my problem is that they have a decent core on offense that lacks explosive playmakers, and if Penn State is on and they're playing well, then there's no chance that Michigan State can can hang within any line scoring points. The problem is if Penn State's offense continues to sputter early in the game. And the defense and just muddy things up, right? Just muddy things up, make it ugly. It's a low energy output game on senior day with, you know, tickets available at, at Beaver Stadium. It, this is always bucks. the game. You know, this mm-hmm. is always the game where it's like, oh, the post Thanksgiving game that very few people are at. And it provides a different atmosphere. And Penn State does lose a little bit of that home field advantage. But if you look at them from a breakdown perspective, Um, The tough thing to evaluate uh, evaluate about Michigan State is their past defense post-Michigan with all of the situations they've had uh, losing players. They played Michigan, run the ball. Illinois, run the ball. Rutgers, no talent. Indiana, couldn't throw the ball because Dexter Williams uh, still needs to learn how to be a a, uh, quarterback with a little bit more precision. But they ran the ball a ton which I'm gonna also put in the win category for T Frank this year saying the thing that was missing from Indiana's offense was the quarterback run game and then he goes for like hundred and thirty yards against Michigan State so there aren't a great there aren't a lot of great comparisons for what Penn State can do um, on that slate of teams as far as their passing abilities even with Sean Clifford even without Parker Washington but this is not a good secondary uh, they have historically been bad they have been recently bad And I just, I struggle to find a way that they're going to stop Penn State on the ground or through the air. Uh, The defensive line, 64 is a pretty good football player. Eight, not so good. Uh, 98 plays hot and cold when he's a defense end. So they've got, I don't know, they have bad communication skills on the back end. Other than not trusting the Penn State offense, I don't see a reason why I would want to pick anything close to Michigan State covering this. Other than sloppy end of the season football. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I would go with, I would, I would say they're going to win by 21 or so as well.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Just again, I just, I don't see a team that's motivated. Did you see the Mel Tucker uh, bonus news? You know, he's no. supposed to share it with his. You, oh, you didn't see this. So no, supposedly no, no, no. he got a hundred thousand dollar bonus that was supposed to be like shared with his assistants or something. And it wasn't dispersed with assistance. He just kept it all himself. I don't, I don't know, you know. I don't know, hundred percent of that's true. Just this things you read on Twitter, but uh, yeah, interesting. I I don't know. I just after last year's loss and some of the other losses they've had, you know, James James doesn't really say it, but he likes running up scores when he can. and yes. uh, this yep. this would work well if, if they come out and click and. Uh, so that's we'll, my question:
2: we'll Is do you think they'll be able to do that? Do you think they're going to be able to run the score up on Michigan State and make it look bad?
3: Yes, I do. Because I I still. Feel like the backups can put up points. Now they haven't really done that since like way back in Ohio, I believe. I mean, how how many times does how many touchdowns does Aller have since Indiana
2: was pretty good?
3: Indiana, Uh, okay, yeah, okay. Um, So yeah, I I, I feel like they should be able to put up ten or so points once the backups get in, and that should should keep it a cushion. But I mean, it is a big spread, and it's certainly you know like the ones I listed earlier. I mean, this this one would certainly be next to Michigan and Ohio state and ones where I'm not confident in those other five. I would take uh, over this one, but I just, I don't see motivation on Michigan state's end. And, and Hey, yeah. Penn state is still fighting for a new year six Bowl. I mean, they're back in 11th. They haven't, I thought they would have cracked the top 10 this week of uh, the whole Tennessee debate is, is interesting to me. I I've, I've been really high on Tennessee all year, but I understand why Penn state fans think that's uh you know, that's BS that Tennessee still ahead of them. I, I see both sides of it, but, uh, if Penn State, I mean, obviously they have to win this game to make a New Year's Six game. Yeah, um, but I don't even know. I mean, I'm starting to think they're going to go to the Citrus Bowl regardless. So just because of all the other teams still in the mix, but we'll see how uh, conference championships stack out. So yeah. I know I'm not talking about this game or this spread right now. I'm talking <laughs> about other stuff. But but Penn State—that's well, I mean, what, I, I what
2: people care about, right? That's the thing. Right. Is like this game is only a vehicle to get to the next one, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll have an interesting game to to recap against a team that isn't. Down most of its starters and barely hanging on to the idea of bowl eligibility. The one last thing I want to say, though, and this is where I want this is what gives me the most pause is Peyton Thorne. I think uh, Fitz said it best yesterday great Sean Clifford comparison, where he is capable of delivering some unbelievably impressive passes to the middle of the field, to the outside, putting the ball on a dime, nothing you can do about it. But he's also late on half his reads and he's also very in, in seems very insecure when throwing the football in certain situations where he's hesitant and, and then you can get an interception. So I don't know what Peyton Thorne is going to show up. I don't know what Sean Clifford is going to show up, which is what makes this game so difficult to me, is cause they could keep it competitive for a little bit, or it could be over immediately. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. If you can stay away from this one, I'd stay away from this one. But uh, Ryan is on record saying that Michigan State has nothing to play for, and they're ready to check out for the season.
3: I kind of like the under so a little bit too, because uh, I, I mean, if Michigan State does keep it close, I'd see this certainly staying under. But uh, we'll see. I mean, if I'll lay the eighteen, I think it might be up to nineteen now. If it gets to twenty, I would, I definitely wouldn't touch it. But uh, eighteen, I could maybe see see touching it so take penn state but uh bet the other ones i gave you not this one
2: (laughs) got plenty of them today uh happy thanksgiving again ryan appreciate you doing this today i know that working through the holidays is what we do but also this show i i really appreciate you Fitz and greg and and nate coming on the show and making it awesome so thank you and happy holidays to all you guys
3: are we at 10,000 subscribers yet? Where are we
2: at? We are just shy of 10,000. We are inching our way every there. day yep. to 10,000, which was my goal for the season. So we still got a bowl game. We still got all yep. the National Signing Day. We got to get there. 10,000 by the end of the Penn State football season. We are about 800 shy. So we just need yep. to get there. Uh, that'll do Appreciate it today for the yep. Daily Edition. We'll come up tomorrow with a live show post-game. Uh, uh, Tom Hannafin is back for the game, so we'll have our full show coming up for the end of the regular season Closing out on a high note, I'm your host, Thomas Carr. That is Ryan Snyder. Make sure you tune in after the game to discuss everything that happened with Penn State football. We'll talk to you then.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the net's.
1: tennessee virginia and vermont call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in arizona one 1-8- 888 or visit ccpg.org chat in connecticut 1-800-9 with it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ks gambling help com in Kansas, 1877 770 stop in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here, visit helpline ma.org, or call 800 327 5050 twenty four seven support in Massachusetts, or call one 8 hope